Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, brother. How you doing, my man? I'm exhausted. I sliced my fingers today, man. What do you mean you sliced your fingers? Yeah, I was uh, working with the uh, hedge trimmer and... uh, branch I was working on slipped and cut the fingers that was holding the branch cut them or did, like it sliced them or I mean are they okay or yeah, sliced them. I got I got a fucking you know glue on them to hold it together it's not like bad enough that I need the stitches but you know if that's a pain in my ass yeah I can't play it for a little while. oh yeah that's not good how, how long is a little while I don't know man I got practice on Friday man <laughs> oh man well, you know, those things happen, right? Yeah, man. You know, working out here in the, in the farm. Yeah. It is what it is. Okay, so, well, today's uh, May the 9th. Time's moving on. A lot's happened since the last time we uh, talked together. Uh, uh, what's his name dropped out? Uh, Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I made a little thing there called go the fuck away <laughs> i got it placed all over the place oh my god uh big glenn beck is in deep depression right now man oh yeah well you know hopefully it's the end of, it's the end of these clowns right yeah hopefully it's the end of these clowns hopefully uh people have learned but then again i don't know because i'm getting flamed all over the place there with you know people complaining in there Still out there with their, oh, Donald Trump didn't give all the money that he got from those, remember that uh, veterans thing he did instead of going to uh-huh. the Fox uh, debate. And he hasn't, you know, there's groups complaining about not getting money and all this kind of stuff there. And uh, that's always been a problem with the vets group. There's a big vet group out there that's always on his ass. And these guys, 90% of every dollar they take in, goes to them very right. little goes to and the vets, to the vets man. Yeah, right disgusting, man. and they said specifically that uh, they're going to be very careful how how and who they give this money to because of all these groups that are out there i mean they said that right from the get-go and these guys are out there talking about oh well you know the these so many uh Vets got together and said he's keeping the money and all this kind of stuff. And every time I said, well, give me some names. Who's saying this? You know, oh, you're just a troll. And, you know, they, they get into all this uh, insulting stuff there. Where, you're a troll? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you know, give, <laughs> give me some facts. Don't tell me that, you know, someone's trying to shake down Donald Trump. And this is some kind, somehow legit because that's what because you, you're giving me a shakedown. Give me names, give me yeah. an organization, and let's see who the hell's complaining, right? You know, I mean, you know how many vets there are in the United States? 500, yeah, 500 or, or 50, I forget how many are, so according to these, to this one article, are complaining. And, uh, you know, you know, all these little uh, misdirection stuff that don't mean nothing, 
you know, and then it's, well, you know, he cheated people out of, with bankruptcy and all this kind of stuff there. And, uh, bankers. well, you know, uh, with, you know, his bankruptcies, the four bankruptcies as corporations had, which were chapter 11. Yeah. And they were, uh, what, uh, chapter 11 reorganization. I mean, he, he played hardball. He had to play hardball with the bankers. I mean, people don't understand what happened in the nineties. So he had to play hardball and said, look, I go down, you go down. What do you want to do? And uh, they blinked. So uh, I'm going to feel sorry for the bankers, am I? Why would we? If he, if he screwed them, then great. Then why? Yeah, well, I mean, it, they just had to renegotiate, renegotiate the loans. And, uh, you know, in their pricing and everything else like this, all this is, is built into it. Okay, nobody's crying about the consumer that gets got to, you know, when they jack up the uh, credit card or, or, you know, personal loan to uh, the consumer loans or nothing like that. No, they're going to that same old bullshit. You know what I mean, Paul? There's a group of group of these cuck servers out there and their services are no longer needed. Yeah, they know they're not needed. They know their days are numbered. They understand that uh, they have no place in... They're no different than the, 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 demon, the, the demon rat version, man. They're no different. Yeah. They're basically globalists, yeah. you know, that have been outed. So I, uh, I, I, I went through things, wrote a few articles, and one of them was I got this uh, picture of uh, the European defense ministers, okay, and I only got five of them, and there's a couple more. And uh, there's one from Albania, one from the Netherlands, one from Germany, one from Norway, and one from Italy. And these are all women, right? And I got, guess guess who has a migrant crisis? <laughs> and right below them, I've got, yeah, Russia, the Polish guy in Finland. They're all men, okay? Mm-hmm. And they've been counting on the EU, EU's policy, talking about how multiculturalism has failed and how they have actually made this crisis that, you know, now they got to worry about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, these different attacks and all the stuff that's going on in there. And, uh, you know, and this has been going on for a long time. It started in the, in the 90s. Finland had been through it with two of them. And it said, that's enough of that. You know what I mean? Uh, the worst that I ever saw, and I've got that in this article also, was uh, Spain. Uh, the first woman that they had when they got this social Spanish Socialist Workers Party in, what they did is they, they made a pregnant woman who was a longtime pacifist in charge of the military. And it was a famous <laughs> picture of her going through there just looking looking at him like, the, like disgustingly pregnant. And, uh, you know, these guys were not very happy about that at all. Forced him to say long live Spain and all this stuff and told him basically that... Uh, She's there to integrate the army into society because her generation now are pacifists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking about the Spanish army. You know, this is a proud army. I mean, these guys, you look at uh, what happened fighting in the 30s and stuff like that. You know what I mean? These are hard-ass guys. Very, very strong tradition. And this is what they did to this army. And they've never, ever forgotten that. They've never, ever forgotten that, man. You know what I mean? 
once they got rid of that party, that party's never made a made made you know made a good run ever since then. You know that was that was their they experienced experienced it once, and that was it. You know, and uh, like I say, what what you know, we, our military is what transgenderized, homo, oh my God, it's, feminized. We have, we have generals that are going through the transgender reassignment. They just need to be dispatched and told to leave because obviously they're not mentally fit. Obviously, well, first of all, that's a mental disease. You know, we did a show on how they got that off the the, the list of the mental uh, list you of did, yes. basically the psychiatric association that uh, you know to change. Dominated. Yeah, it was a new business for them. They saw new clients and stuff like that, and so that that's what they did. And, uh, you know, they got it off the list. And that was, uh, you know, who was, who was the chairman of the board at that time of that association was uh, Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, and, and they did all these tests. And after they did all these tests by this one woman who was in with this fag group in San Francisco. And we find out that she's never had any experience doing these kind of tests. And, uh, you know, misinterpret them left and right you know, on the control test and all this kind of stuff. And when they were reassessed, it found out that, yes, these people do have problems. They are very aggressive in certain areas and things like that. They're very, very rational in in their responses, you know, as compared to normal men, you know, non, non-faggotized men. So it's funny, I was going through, I was, I was looking through some of the, I, you know, I get these news alerts and I got this one where, uh, you know this, uh, you know this rape artist over in uh, uh, refugees, yeah. Refugees, yeah. Yeah, over in uh, anyway, they caught him and he's in prison in Austria. So you know, I think he's uh, nineteen or something like that. And he, there's a female w- prison warden, and he attacked her and she knocked him out. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Not, that's what it's going to take for somebody you know stronger. <coughs> give him the medicine he needs, man, and then just dude. If he's if he's a serial rapist, what does society need with a with a douchebag like that, man? Let him face his accusers and then execute the piece of shit. Yeah, knock knocked him the fuck out. Dude, sex crimes, I don't have tolerance for, man. I don't. But well, actually, it's his custom because he he. I think he was from Iraq or some place like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're allowed to do that kind of sort of stuff there. And no, 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 dude, you know, cool period. Well, you know, uh, another another thing. I just put up an article on the Bill. Transmentals in bathrooms of girls, man. Yeah. Yeah, on the Bill Maher. Yeah, I mean, there's something mentally wrong with these people. That's all there is to it. Uh, On on uh, Gloria Steinem was on uh, Bill Maher show. Okay. And he was talking about. Yeah, he was talking asking her why feminism isn't worldwide. You know, why isn't it going against attacking Sharia law? And she said, imagine a sex slave owning nine. I mean, this this guy was what? Knocking up nine-year-old girls, right? She actually said he was a reformer for women. <laughs> I mean, these people are, 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 are fucking retarded, man. Gloria Steinem. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why aren't these people... I mean, they're nation wreckers. Why, why, why do we let them live long? Why haven't they had their, their, their teeth kicked in? You know what I mean? All the damage that they do. 
I mean, enough of this yeah. stuff there. For generations. For generations. Which brings me to my own personal little thing here. They had a little deal here with the, with the little local college down here. And uh, anyway, so they did this thing, and I didn't even know it. I was going down the street, and... Uh, <laughs> You had these uh, social justice warriors and these feminists yelling all kinds of shit there. And uh, this broad spit at me. Okay? This dyke piece of shit. Don't you know that the leftists and the Marxist twats are the more violent ones amongst us? Right. Okay, they are the terrorists, man. They are the rights violators. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this as an attack because I don't know what kind of diseases she has or nothing like that. So. Well, no. I what happened was I I I I, I shift, shushed her away with my right arm, and anyway, she said I I hit her and attacked her because she fell down. I I don't know. I think she just tripped, and uh, so anyway, the police came and uh, you know they're they're not too happy about her, but they had to write it up because you know they're just there to take the complaint and stuff like that. But there was enough. Give her back. <laughs> Well, there's enough witnesses there that said what happened. And uh, anyway, so uh, I got to deal with this and I'm going to beat it because, uh, I mean, you know, you know, I I was shot a long time ago and, uh, you know, it's caused a little. They can't attack a vet, man. That's a fucking crime, federal crime, I believe. Yeah, well, you know, in my right hand, is a, I got that numbness and. Uh, Already, the neurologist wrote a letter saying that, uh, you know, if I pushed her away because of the numbness in my hand, you know, like uh, pernilio, pronilio something he calls it, whereas where you go to touch something and before you touch it, you have that sensory of when you're close to it, that I don't have that, I don't have that in that part of my hand there. So, you know what I mean? It was, it would have been incidental if anything. So, so I'm not too worried about it, but uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, she saw me and had to spit at me, right? And I didn't even say nothing to her yet. <laughs> wow. So, but uh, they know who I am, right? So, you know, unbelievable, unbelievable. But these, these are these are the stupid. I mean, I've been going around there and and doing this thing about uh, you know these women that want Hillary, and I, you know, I I think I said mentioned last week how I got in an ar- argument with these ladies over that and. I made the statement that, uh, you know, so, you know, the vagina is, that's a requirement now. You know what I mean? And uh, so, you know, word gets around fast in a small town, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. So, anyway, just just, just, just so happened that way, man. You know what I mean? Brother, I just flip it on her, man. And, like, you know, they're always there. Well, first, she lied. And, and second, she attacked you. I'd be the one, like, okay, you guys usually, you know, sue other people. Like, I want to sue you for, like, you know, violating my rights and... and and make an example out of her. That more than anything. Well, especially if you have witnesses. Yeah, I had witnesses, but they, to think you're a vet, man. They cannot attack the vet, dude. You're federally protected. Anyway, that's what happens. I mean, you know, this this is you know, I already got my myself covered just because you never know because you know the college is involved and all this kind of stuff there. So anyway, I got my ass covered, but it's just how these things happen. I mean, these people, like, you know what I mean? I mean, she's lucky I didn't break her head, crack her head open, you know what I mean? That, that's that's how disgusting these animals are. That's how disgusting they are, Paul. So Did that, anybody videotape it? Any chance of that? Oh, I have no idea, man. I have no idea. 
Well, there's a lot of phones there and everything. I don't know. But, uh, you know, this is what okay. happened. It happened fast. I mean, I just come through the corner. It always does. And there I am. You know, I heard all the noise and everything. I mean, I was head that way. I'll give you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. I was head that way. But, boom, they're right on top of me. She seemed like fire was in her eyes. <laughs> Oh, my God, a penis is amongst us. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know what she was saying, but she spit at me, right? And uh, that was that. I just pushed her aside. So They're they're always violent. They're always the violent ones, man. Okay? Yeah. Conservatives, rightists, Republicans, they can have rallies. They can clean up after themselves. The Democrats, like a tenth of the size, will pollute the whole area, you know, whether it's D.C. or wherever they they, they throw the rallies. They're children, man. It's like a JV team. Yeah, and you had all these betas... You hit a woman, and I—I I, that was my first argument. I did. Where, you know? <laughs> but uh, well, you want a penis. You want to be a penis, so you might as well, you know, own up to it. Yeah. Well, they didn't get—they they didn't get too far. You know, there's too many people there, and they just backed down. And uh, and that was the end. And and their whole rally was killed. <laughs> that was the end of their whole rally, man. <laughs> so well, you did great, man. One man against the army of you know feminazis. Great. Well, yeah, I was just going to get to that a- after 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 the, the cops came, took the report, and I guess he talked to a few people there. I got a little uh, a standing ovation. <laughs> so, no way. Yeah, so it was like uh, you know what I mean. They're in the wrong town, man. You know what I mean. So they're in the wrong town, and, you know, they picked on the wrong guy sort of deal there because, you know, like I said, a lot of people know me. They they know where I stand on stuff, but, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not really a violent dude or nothing like that, you know, so. No, brother, and let's provoke, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm a very chill person, you know. I love most people, you know. Yeah, yeah. She's lucky she didn't catch me 10, 10 years ago. I'd have I'd, 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 I'd ripped her head off, but, uh, you know, this is the way it is now, so. But uh, anyway, that was just one of those things, and, uh, you know, th- this is how they operate, right? Brother, you would have been gag-nag-tackled, man, you know, by like 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of you, Joe. You did good. So, anyway, the next thing I want to get into there, uh, man, my... my talking about Trump yet? Yeah, I'm going to get on that because my, my email we box, they my email box blew up on me you know uh Uh-oh. trump named a hedge manager a head fund manager for his national uh finance oh to bring in the shekels yeah hell yeah dude that's what they do you know that's right and you know like i said i wrote an article it's like i said you know the man's a genius i mean he's going to cut off hillary in a, in a left democrat neocon funding raising ability by doing this right you know mm-hmm. and uh you know, and I, I put it at, you know, this is going to be a $5 billion election cycle. And from what I heard, well, it's going I, I heard to... I he's going to put a billion in it of his own money just to help out the fellow Republicans. Well, we got to see how they you come across. That? No, but but I heard that this, this election could go as high as $8 billion. Okay? That's so you got to remember, like I, like I state here, there's 35 Senate seats up in this election. No, 34 Senate seats. 24 are held by Republicans. So the Democrats need five or f- four or five to gain control. Okay. Plus you got, you know, uh, the, you know, the house, I mean, right now they have a 247 seat, uh, to 100, 188 
right? So they got to get all these guys elected. I mean, this is for the the whole Republican thing. He's going to need that yeah. Senate and everything. Okay, right, not just him. He doesn't need the money. The rest of the party does. Exactly. And what I think is going to happen is Trump's going to come in strong because of all the things that are going to collapse with the Democrats, and um, you're going to see the the riding of the coattail phenomena that happened with Reagan. Okay, that's why I keep bringing up Reagan and you know the JFK and you know. Just, uh, he could be that wild card. You know, Jews helped elect JFK and he turned on him. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that Trump's got that arrogant, you know, gene in him that's like, I've had enough. I'm I'm effing president, man. We just got to well, protect him. Well, I hope he's better than JFK. You know how I feel about him. And I hope he's a yes, lot, yes, yes, he got I hope he's a lot better than Reagan, him, too. So, but, of course, uh, Ronnie Reagan, man. But, but hey, he is going to need. A house. Reagan was an actor. Trump's a, uh, a businessman. Yeah, he's going to need a Senate. He's going to need a Senate. He's going to need the House. He's going to, if he's going to right. be able to do these things, don't forget they're going to be wanting to cut deals with them also, right? So uh, the thing is, I mean, you know, you want less interference with these uh, really, really uh, leftist uh, Democrats. I mean, he's got enough leftist Republicans, rhinos to deal with, but these assholes also. But then you got to realize... In eight years, we might be looking at, I mean, we already got one seat for the uh, Supreme Court, okay? There could be three or four over eight years holding in the balance here. I mean, this is big. People don't really, this is, this is more than just the presidency, okay? And like I say, you know, is he going to rely on American Europeans? I mean, remember these Republican delegates were selling their souls for a steak dinner? A steak dinner to Ted Jews, man, come on. Right, and he's going to rely on these people, okay? He's going to rely, you know, on, on, on people that don't participate in their own government, on, on, on American, American Europeans who let their, their kids and their wives negate their vote, you know, broke-ass American Europeans who've been economically disenfranchised, and they'll stay disenfranchised if he loses, if the left gets in, okay? They'll make sure they'll, right. it'll be worse for them. So, yeah, you need this money. Also, I think uh, Mike Sledge did a show talking about this same deal there. And like he said, how many people are in business and everything? This is the system that you got to deal with. And who says that they like what was going on? And maybe now there's right. a chance for them. They had to do business, just to stay in business. Exactly. You know, it was a whole thing with people hiring, hiring illegals. You know, once one did it, everybody did it. It's like, well, that's not good for America. Or going to China, you know. All good examples, man. All, all excellent examples. Yeah. Man, people think too short-term and too small-minded in this, man. I just want to smash them. But like I say, you know, what, are the, what will the trade-offs be? Also, remember, if he wants to reindustrialize the U.S. economy, he's going to need investment. These people are going to have to invest. Where's that money coming from? It's going to have to come from, 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 you know, where the money is, okay? And the money still goes to Wall Street and the bond market, Okay. And uh, the investors, okay, they're going to invest. They need a strong U.S. economy, okay? So, you know, like I keep saying, you know, it's, it's strange, strange uh, politics makes strange bedfellows, okay? You know, this is called coalition building, you know? Remember, we're playing chess, not checkers, fellas. Chess, not checkers. So, and he's known this guy for a long time, okay? This, and, you know, this, especially... I think it came to him after New York. So, he, you know, he knows these people. He knows them. That's all there is to it. Okay, he's dealt with these people. If you're in business, you deal, you deal with these people. 
Okay. Uh, like I say, you know, I, I have one nephew that's, he's pretty high in, uh, used to be Barney and Smith. I forget who, who bought them out now, but he, you know, he, he's on that track. Okay. I mean, he, you know, you deal with what you got to deal with, you know? I, I mean, I keep telling him he went to the dark side, but you know, he's upset about that. But I mean, that that's, you know, thank God we have our own people that are in finance and everything. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, uh, not know anything. And, and then, then you do have the chance to run power and then you don't even know how to run the, you know, you don't even know how the financial uh, sector of the economy works. That's, that's friggin' retarded. That's crazy, man. <coughs> yeah. Unfortunately, to, 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 to get control of the cesspool, you have to obviously know how to navigate the, the waters of the cesspool. Whether you want to be in it or not, that's not the, that's not the question. It's, it's what you got to do, man, until things get right in this country or better. This is where we're at, America. It's this a revolution. What the hell do you want? I'm trying every last step before that revolution card's played. Okay? I'm a realist. I know that it's going to get to that point, but nobody can ever say to Paul, Paul never tried. Paul tried every, every possible means possible to stop it from happening. Okay, Obozo wants a civil war. If he gets that going, then, then we're done. If we get the revolution, at least there's a chance that we can hit the reset button of tyranny. But let's, let's try this last one. Let's, let's try to get the pseudo-nationalist populist elected and uh, hope for the best. If not, revolution's going to play out anyway. Well, you know, it comes down to this. I mean, the most powerful thing that man has ever created is the state and the state power. Okay, now if we're going to sit there and whine and, and not and let someone come in here and take control of our own state, which is what we've done, which is what we've done, and sit and whine about it and and, and hope that things are going to change and uh, you know get your little pea shooter and, and and with your beans and rice, no, no, get in there and get it back. And this is what Trump's showing. He's just the beginning. He can't be the end. He can only be the beginning. And. Uh, you know, I was. I, someone sent me a, a, a link of the Young Turkeys. You know that 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 group over there on YouTube there. And uh, oh, those <laughs> yeah, and they're going on. You know about Hillary. You know the anti-establishment. You know I call it a mock a mock insult. Okay, because you know Bernie's cool, Bernie's hip. You know, you know Pepsi Coke kind of nonsense there. Right, yeah. and, they're t- and because they know, they know that uh, Trump's going to win. I mean, people see the movement and everything. So, you it's know. huge, dude. I want to yeah. talk about the bikers for Trump, man, and how they're starting to become like a, an effective uh, counter demonstration uh, protective force for Trump. Yeah, we're going to need that. I mean, you know, anything that I was involved in. So far, I've joined up, brother. Yeah, and, you know, when we got serious there in New Jersey, I mean, that's. You know, we had the, you know, Citizens Committee. I mean, you need that because you're going to get attacked. And that's all there is to it. And you usually only get attacked once. I mean, you know, you take care of them and that's it. They don't bother you much more after that. So once they know that, yeah, when, when they swing, there's going to be a fist coming back. Usually they stop. So <clears throat> so these guys are going on about Hillary because it's obvious that uh, this uh, email scam is going somewhere. Okay. Now they might not be able to get her on the security issue of it, because you know typical Clinton arguments and you know, uh, you know the definition of the word. Uh, what did what was that? The definition of the word 
is or something like that. And uh, I did not have sex with her. I don't consider that. You know, they're going to have all these arguments. But what they're not going to be able to argue is what they're really trying to hide is, you know, the the in those emails, the connections with the with the Clinton administration where, you know, she would go visit a country. Next thing you know, Bill goes over, does a 20-minute speech, millions of dollars goes into the foundation, and that country gets some kind of consideration from the U.S. government, from the State Department. Yeah, that, that's huge. That is, yeah, that's that's the one that's going to put her behind bars. And plus, Trump actually donated to, to one of those uh, funds, and he can get her on fraud because, you know, he donated for one thing. He's got standing, so, right. And and get in the game, baby. <laughs> right, and they were they were going on about uh, you know, uh, and if Trump gets elected, she'll go to jail, and you know the whole world's going to burn. All this kind of nonsense, and you know you can't. And who are they going to blame? They're going to blame them us. You know they're going to blame the millennials because you know we wouldn't support Hillary because you know even if if this happens and 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 Hillary can't run. There's no way they'll put Bernie in, and they're crying and whining and whining and whining about this kind of stuff there. Hey, if Trump gets in, World War III is averted for a little while, man, okay? At least he can talk to Putin. That's more more, more important than anything else going right now. Well, he wants to. You know, he wants to. You know, I did a breakdown of his uh, uh, foreign policy speech there. and uh, Yeah, exactly. All these other guys are talking about a, a no-fly zone, and Hillary's talking about a... Uh, a no-fly zone that has everybody in the no-fly zone. It's like you know, right after right after I did what she said, I did that thing about that South Carolina girl talking about maps in the uh, you know that beauty contestant talking about uh, Americans can't find something on a map is because you know something about schools in South Africa. That crazy ass statement that that she gave and uh, it was all it went viral on the net, man. That that's what Hillary sounded like, you know, with her answer. No fly zone. Now Russia, we get Russian and no. What the fuck's a no fly zone if everybody's flying in the motherfucker? Because she was specifically asked. Well, uh, ISIS got no planes, and these other guys got no planes. What's what's the the only people that could be flying in there are going to be the Russians and 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 Syria? Would you shoot them down? Well, it's not going to come to that, according to Hillary. And the broad says, well, you know, you got to make that decision now if you're going to do that. Oh no, I don't think I have to, and gets into this whole convoluted bullshit nonsense, and you know, typical feminized. Uh, like her commentary on coal and how that's like really backfiring through that whole region. Oh, yeah, and then she's going on like having like thirty thousand people show up at his rallies now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then show up for cruise. And then she has the nerve to go and try to get their endorsement. Can you believe that? So, you know, she made up some bullshit excuse, but uh, un- un- unbelievable. But anyway, getting back, getting back to this, this is why we got to get in our local governments and everything. Now, I saw this in the 60s. I keep telling people, you know, this hippie stuff in the 60s, nonsense. It was the 70s. It was the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it was the anti-war movement. That's what everybody sees. They think that was the 60s. That was the 70s. At the end of the 60s, law and order won the day. 200 cities, they tried to burn down. We beat them back. And the first baby boomer vote, remember it was 21 back then, brought in Nixon law on the law and order 
platform, okay? And he won two terms. I mean, he didn't serve him out, but he won two terms, right? Right. And what they did is, so they moved into the, they moved into the spoiled-ass, spoiled-ass, middle-class college assholes with the anti-war movement, okay, which is winding down anyway, and radicalized them. And, you know, they wormed their way into different positions and teaching positions. And then by the time the 90s came, you had a very radical liberal uh, agenda in, in right throughout all these institutions in our society. And I'm trying to tell people, like, this is kind of a repeat because Trump's going to Trump gets in. It's the same sort of thing. It's it's you know, it's it's a it's a it's a pullback on these guys pushing us all over the edge. okay. And hopefully it's it's a start. And what we got to do is we got to keep it going because these assholes won't quit. okay? if they're conceding, part of them are conceding that they're going to lose, but they're going to like cockroaches. Uh, get into the woodwork again, you know what I mean? In you know, in in the schools and all this stuff. Because if he he wants to get rid of the uh, uh, federal education department, which a lot of people don't really understand, that only started with Jimmy Carter. People think that that's yeah, been around. Say, uh, for, uh, yeah. People think that's been around for a long time. No, that started with Carter started that bullshit. The feds were. It was always state control and county control. Okay, and this was part of the, the, the you know, the, 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 the Piven strategy of, uh, uh, you know, breaking the local governments with welfare and, and, and entitlements and everything like that, breaking the schools. Then they got to go get bailed out locally at the state and then breaking the state and the state's got to start getting money from the Fed. Okay, this is how this is how they work. And they're up there by the time the 90s came in to take control of all that and put all the strings there. And this is this is what they do. So you know we've got to. Uh, I mean, this is it, guys. For the rest of your life, you got to be involved. You got to be in government. I mean, forget about the sports and all that wasted time, watching the porn and all that bullshit. Put that time into your family. Put it into your local community. Put it into the politics. You know, Trump's yeah, got to be. Game Trump, yeah, Trump's got to be the beginning, not the end. He's got to be the beginning, not the not the end. And we didn't learn that back then. You know when we when we got Nixon in there, okay, things kind of uh, you know. Plus you had that big thing with the drugs and everything. But uh, you know we let that uh, damn. Uh, I mean, to me, the Cultural Revolution was the seventies. It wasn't the sixties. It was the seventies. It might have been the sixties over in Europe, but it was the seventies in the United States. That's when things were changed. It wasn't changed in the sixties, okay. You know, guys are coming back from Nam and all this kind of stuff. They're from overseas. And, uh, you know, uh, right away we had the uh, gold and, you know, the, 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 the shock when he closed. We had to close the gold window. window and uh, we had high inflation and, and, and high uh, interest rates. And, you know, then Watergate. And then we had the, the oil shock and then deindustrialization. I mean, it was one after another, man, that they attacked this country. Yeah, well, they, uh, the highest uh, that a dollar ever attained was seventy seventy one, and the dollar's been going down ever since. So, yeah, they, they took us off the silver, I think. Wasn't that the last thing? And during Nixon, I'm not... He closed the gold Kennedy? window. He closed the gold, gold window. With Kennedy. So, yeah, they, they, they... Brother, they've been putting so many daggers into this country. It's amazing that we're still here. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of people don't understand what happened then is with the, with the great society and the war, that debt... And then you had 
from our allies, our great European allies, taking a run at uh, the American dollar, uh, trading it for gold. We didn't have enough gold, okay? So, you know, he gets the, the advice of, well, let's close the gold window. Okay, and it's only supposed to be temporary, okay? Then he gets kicked, all his trouble with Watergate and everything, and it turns out we're on straight fiat like everybody else. So, you know, right. it's, there's a lot to this. Now, we had a, we had a first uh, this week, Paul. We've got the first Muslim mayor of London. Oh, dude, that is so crazy, man. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are surprised, but, you know, like I say, you know, what... You know, would you expect the Karachi mayor to look like a Viking? You know, what do they got? A uh, couple million Muslims over there? It's unbelievable. This this is what happens when you when you let these you let you let your place be flooded like this. You know, and uh, this guy now he's what is he Pakistani? He was born there. His father came from wherever. I think he was a boxer when he was younger or something like that and then he became a human rights lawyer and when he's a human rights lawyer he was involved with all these radical muslim groups defending them and down at gitmo and all this kind of nonsense there and during the election whenever prime minister cameron or the a guy the guy that ran against him was called zach goldstein so there you go right well anyway but they, yeah they're from the conservative the conservative end, who have had power in the city. And every time he did that, they were accused of, uh, oh, you can't talk about that. That's, you know, Islamophobia. That's straight, you know, that's straight out of the Donald Trump playbook and all this kind of shit there. And, uh, you know, and like the Tories said, you know, every time they brought this question up, you know, this guy's playing his race card. Okay. But the people, the people accepted it. The people, the people accepted it. So you know, we're over here crying about London, and this was a big. This was a guy that was big on bringing refugees into 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 the country. He's been campaigning it for years, okay. And uh, but the people accepted it. So how can you feel sorry for them? And when he got elected, I mean, all the leftists, Hillary, you had. Uh, De Blasio from New York and everybody sending him congratulations and everything. So, you know, like I say, you know, I mean, this is a worldwide coalition with these friggin' Marxists, you know. Meanwhile, the right, we're in a circle jerk, you know, and we got a worldwide masturbation going on. Never mind any kind of coalition. And uh, if you don't have coalitions, you're not going to get anywhere. And this goes into, you know, Trump in with what what he's trying to do, you know, get people that are thinking our way, and no matter what their background is, uh, let them do what they do best, you know. And it goes to the guy, the guy that he's got, and you know, he's got to raise a lot of money, yeah, you know, for everybody else, man. Yeah, for the whole friggin' party, you know. Like I say, there's X amount of seats of the Senate up on the Republican side. This is why they were so scared about, oh, if we get Donald Trump and he offends someone, you know, we're going to lose down the line is what they're talking about. Well, I mean, here this guy's trying to build it up. And then, you know, we hear all this conspira- conspiratards about it. Next, he said, was uh, he's going to reduce the national debt by getting the creditors to accept less for, you know, buyback of the bonds. <laughs> 
man, all I've been reading in these financial papers is, is he don't know how the world economies work. He's going to tank the world economy and, and, and he's so stupid and blah, 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 all this kind of bullshit. And Trump says, look, you can't go broke. We print the friggin' money. And these people talk about, oh, well, he don't understand, you know, the depth of the bond market and how it goes into consumer and blah, 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 bullshit. Well, no, we do understand. Here's what we understand. Yes, we can we can print as fucking much money as we want, but, and they're telling us that the whole world's economy runs on us printing fiat debt currency, okay? But we're paying half a trillion dollars interest every fucking year, and it keeps going up. That is productivity and property, okay? So, us being Dave's debt slaves... And debt slaves going back, that's going to go back to our, our great children and, and, and great-grandchildren and all this kind of fuck. That's okay to keep this world economy going. Hey, fuck, burn the motherfucker, I say. You know what I mean? All these paper pushers, you know, they're going to be on, on the side of the road with their with their begging bowl thinking, geez, I should have went to that trade school and learned something instead of being a paper pusher technocrat and get something that people actually would value enough to, to trade me for food. I mean, these are the people that have been living off this debt fucking society. Okay? And and not only that, this is what... If, if that did happen, that would end all this consumerism bullshit. You know, like, because with this debt bullshit, remember, the debt is more... 106% of the GDP. This is what the debt is right now. Okay? It's about 60000 per citizen of every friggin' citizen in this country. Okay? And that's just one side of the debt. Then you've got the state debt and all this other friggin' debt that, that goes on to that. It's about $57 trillion. Right now, this deficit is $18 trillion, going up to $21 trillion fucking dollars. Okay? It, and if he, if that did happen and it did burn this economy, okay, because with a debt-based uh, economy, you know, they keep talking, we've got to have this growth every fucking year, right? We've got to have this growth every year. And what's the thing that fuels this growth? Consumerism. And isn't that what's killing us? So, you know what I mean? I really don't care because as a nation, we can feed ourselves. So, you know what I mean? To, yeah, uh, we could just tell the bankers to go up themselves. In China, any debt we had to do to you should have been paid in tariffs that you didn't because you bought our politicians, and that's illegal. So, so see you to that tariff. Saudis, we built your whole industry, and you never gave us anything for it. So we'll call that even, too. And um, we'll just uh, we'll start debt-free with the, the new American dollar. That's not a Federal Reserve note. Well, we're a sovereign debt nation. So is Japan. There's a few countries are. We don't borrow, we, we print our own friggin' money. And on those bonds, there's no guarantee of any property. It's just the faith of the taxpayers. It's the faith of the taxpayers that they're going to be debt slaves. That's that's it. They can't collect shit. So a lot of these, oh, they're going to come and take land. How are they going to come and take land? There's no basis for it. And sovereign nations have gone, you know, bankrupt before. This is nothing new. Nothing new at all. They cannot come and take this shit out of luck. It's just the next time we go to raise bonds, they're gonna they're gonna want you know more of an interest, more of a return because now your bond rating goes down. That's all. Okay. So 
I mean, do we have, since we're on a debt-based fucking economy, $18 trillion. Oh, another good, another good side note would be, would that, and this is what's killing us, is this welfare state. Okay, if that happened, this welfare state would shrink. And all these gimme dats, okay, all these gimme... What about the wealth state too, man? They both got to go. Exactly, the, the welfare states were killing us. That's that. That's that's the Marx. That that's what keeps this Marxist friggin' cultural bullshit in in power. Okay, because yeah. they bring in more third away, worlders. Man. Okay, they bring in more third worlders who come from a society like that. And sixty-three uh, percent of all immigrants are on welfare. Okay, so. You know, I mean, so that that's why the Democrats want them in there, that because they become their voters, okay? And that was why uh, JFK started that when he wrote up the "We're all we're a nation of immigrants." The idea was to bring all these people in there, make them dependent uh, Democratic voters. That was the whole idea about it. Same thing when the women got the vote. You know, the Democrats said, "Well, geez, maybe we should sponsor that because if they do get it, we want them voting for us," and they became Democratic, and which. You know, big government, grow the government, all this kind of social services and all this kind of nonsense to satisfy them, to take the wealth off of the producers, okay? And, uh, you know, so the non-producers outvote the producers. And this goes down to, who knows what might happen? That that would be a revolution, Paul. Because you know what? After we build from the ashes, there's not this one-man, one-vote one bullshit, this is recent, this started with Earl Warren in the, in, in, in the Earl Warren uh, uh, Supreme Court. Yeah. One man, one vote. I mean, even the Greeks, when they started democracy, didn't believe that bullshit. And we did a show that covered that, that, you know, when they started, you had to be like, I mean, what, they only lived like 48 years age. They didn't live that long. And you, you couldn't vote till you were 30, had a family, had served in the army, and had a farm or a, prof- or a profession. They're the only guys that could vote. And if you were a fag, you couldn't vote. You couldn't wear the certain robe that you wore in in the meeting. Otherwise, they would kill you. So a lot of people don't know what the fuck they're talking about, you know. And, uh, you know, they want to rewrite history and all this kind of stuff. But no, this uh, one man, one vote, this is this is this is a, a cultural Marxist bullshit, right? This is this is this is a communist fucking nonsense. You know, remember, we are a republic, and even the original democracy didn't work that way. It never, ever worked that way. Never worked that way in Rome or any other fucking place. You know, there were requirements that for you to vote. Okay, and, and like when I covered about the women's vote is, uh, you know, uh, the reason men are able to vote is because they got to go fight the wars. So they're going to be much more concerned about what the fuck the state's up to? Because if they fuck up, guess who's got to march off to face machine gun fire? The men. Right. Anyway, Paul, what else is going on there, brother? I'm just trying to, uh, well, I need to uh, put up information on the Freedom Palooza page. I got a bunch of speakers to add on it and, you know, some acts. And it's getting exciting, man. I got uh, a good crew, good crew coming. Uh, Bunch of uh, bunch of old folks that, that are returning because they always bring bring an A game and it's always cool to hang around. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I was at that page there last yeah last week sometime there and it wasn't updated, so it's going to be updated as soon as it's updated. I'll, I'm going to put it on the uh, Resurgence Network. Uh, yeah, do that. That'd be best. 
Um, yeah, Resurgence Media Network. Okay, that'd be great, man. And uh, you know, hopefully we can Twitter it and Facebook it, and you know, get it get it moving around and all this kind of stuff there. So uh, should be pretty good there. Uh, oh, uh, one thing I wanted to mention was you see the big fires that are happening out there in Alberta. No, uh, yeah, Canada. What's going on there, man? What started it? Mother Nature or man? Mother Nature. Mother Nature. They said it might it might have been something that someone started, but the thing is, I mean, for the I've been hearing for weeks that uh, you know it was primed for some kind of forest fire. It was dry and all this kind of stuff there. Low humidity. And the lefties don't let you like mine your forest anymore, and you know, so the forest had overgrown. And no, know, no, this continue, man. yeah, this happens every now and then. Okay, and so they're trying to make a big deal out of it. It's near. It's near the oil tar sands. Okay. And they're not being affected right now, as far as we know. It's going the other way. And it, it is quite big, but it's nowhere near what's happening just last year. We had big fire in California. We had three or four big fires in California. We, you know, and they're trying to make it sound like it's the end of the world. And, uh, you know, it's global warming has done it and all this kind of stuff. And if you look at the list of forest fires, and it doesn't even come close to the biggest you know, they had one there in China there just recently that was like, I don't know if it was the size of the United States. It was unbelievable. Wow. This is Mother Nature, man. This is this is what you this is what, uh, true climate change, which is natural. You know, <laughs> not global warming and not climate change man-made. Okay, this is this is what happens. You know, the forest every now yeah, that's what happens. It gives these conditions. Yeah, did he, did he but there was a global warming phase that happened in what the fourteen, fifteen hundreds. They call it the, um, yeah. It was a uh, no, no industry, uh, a tenth of humanity, and the temperatures were hot, hotter. It's like it happens. It does. And yeah, we're well, be going into global cooling. That happens too. Well, well, this is one of the things with the fall of the Roman Empire. You know, Christianity caused the fall of the Roman Empire. There were so many things that caused. The, fall of the Roman Empire. Christianity had nothing to do with anything. You had the, you know, the growth of the I Muslim... The, Jewish, the growth... They had to leave and be mad. No, you had the growth of the uh, uh, Muslims uh, taking over the Mediterranean. You had the uh, 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 the Eastern Empire that went to take over, back, take over the Western Empire. And they brought uh, the first plague that went went right through Europe. Okay, uh, you had uh, all kinds of stuff. But one of the things that we did have was we went into a cooling cycle, which really killed a lot of farming and stuff. Now, you had the, the monks that had, you know, abbeys and stuff, and they came up with a lot of different stuff, and they came up with four-crop rotation and things like that. And then at the end of the so-called Dark Ages, okay, uh, you had a cooling cycle, and now they're... Places where farming wasn't was kind of marginal, it was booming. Okay, and they replenished all those people that they lost. They lost a hundred million people in like a couple years during that plague that uh, Justinian's army brought brought over from from the east when they went to reconquer the west. I think. Our, that part yeah, yeah. The German tribes were in there, and they, you know what? The German tribes did not. 
caused the fall of the Roman Empire. Yeah, there was fighting going on and all this kind of stuff, but, you know, the guys that, you know, did become king or whatever, I mean, these are smart people. They knew what the fuck they were doing and everything else like that. It was an erosion that was going all over. the. All these different things were happening at the same time. You know, you weren't getting any any type of assistance from from the Eastern Empire. That's where the money was. Uh, you had all kinds of you had all kinds of different tribes coming in to fight, and uh, and plus the Romans themselves kept get would would ask these guys for assistance, and they would say, "Okay, give us some land." And then after they would fight off one of these other tribes, then they'd say, "Where's our land?" And they'd say, "Fuck you!" So they'd go on a rampage. You know what I mean? So a lot of it they did to themselves too. You know. But this one reason is bullshit, okay? And then, like I say, and then after, and actually it was that cooling period, and good thing we did have that cooling period because that's what killed off the plague, okay? That killed off the plague. Other, it might have, because it, 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 it went, it happened, and it, would, it happened in cycle and cycle two or three times. Finally, that cooling cycle came, and that was the end of the plague for quite a while, until, you know, the plague came down from uh, the Mongols, when the Mongols attacked one of the uh, uh, ports on the Black Sea, and the guys fucked off because they saw the Mongols come and went down to Italy and brought the friggin' plague that they'd brought from uh, northern China with them. Okay, so, so the, the Asians have, have bio-warfared us twice in the past majorly, huh? Well, I mean, you know, that was just uh, pestilence that uh, is from that part of the part of the world, right? You know. Funny man, but come on. It, that's, no, that's no, uh, no, no. That's you, you. You can't plan that kind of thing there. What are they going to do? Put little fucking fleas on the rat? I mean, you know. I heard all these conspiracy polls, and it's no. It's just these things happen. I mean, uh, before they had the trade that went down there. Okay, I mean, it it happened constantly in certain parts of China anyway. That particular bubonic type of strain of plague. Okay, and actually. Good thing that the Mongols, the Mongols were uh, the big guys in charge because they had enough power to actually, they were, the plague started to wipe their army out, scared the shit out of them, that they actually cut the uh, 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 Silk Road. No, nothing going either way. It was blocked for a couple of years. And, and that was, was a blessing in disguise also because it stopped any more of the shit coming into Europe because half of Europe was wiped out. I, I used to read... Wow. Yeah, I used to read about uh, ships and there'd be no men on there and all this kind of stuff. And the people gone there didn't know what happened to them. Well, they died of the plague, you see. And no. but it had a lot of goods on on the ship and stuff. And they so they bring tow the ship back and bring the goods there. Next thing you know, plague break out. So these are these uh, yeah. So these are the things that happen. I mean, you know, a lot of this stuff is just. Accidental. If it's and, too good to be true. Even a thousand years ago, it's still too good to be, to be true. Like, hey, I found a ship loaded with goods. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So they I, came with it. Damn. Yeah, I, I was reading about that. I, I forget the name of the book there, but it, actually, it was England is where this happened, and uh, it was called the ghost ship. And anyway, the ghost ship because there's nobody there okay, on the ship. I don't know what, or maybe they, I don't know, they didn't find any bodies, so I don't know what happened if someone would die and they'd throw him overboard and then the last guy died if he fell overboard, I don't know. But it was a ghost ship and nobody there and uh, at first they were spooked, but, you know, it was filled with, uh, 
you know, porcelain and all these very valuable commodities and everything. So, well, geez, what a haul, right? So they hauled that shit back and, uh, you know, it still had, you know, I guess whatever was in there still had, uh, you know, this uh, 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 fleas or whatever, you know, the rats or whatever were still there on that on that boat, which brought the plague in. And uh, that, boom, next thing you know, half of England's fucking sick, dying, you know. And there was absolutely nothing, nothing to save your ass back then. Absolutely nothing. So it was very, very devastating. And, uh, I mean, it changed history because, remember, uh, just Justin, Justin was uh, going to, re- he wanted to reconquer and uh, the whole Mediterranean, make it Roman again, and conquer the Western Empire again. And uh, he had the money and he had the troops to do it. But once that plague went through, I mean, he, his, he almost died from it. And they said after that, it did, you know, he was never the same, right? I mean, he survived. Very few people survived the plague. He did, but he was kind of off, from, you know, what you read. He was kind of crazy after that, you know what I mean? You know, he, he didn't have the vigor that he had before. So, you know, sure. these, yeah, these things change history. That's a lot out of you, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And made him a bit paranoid, as if he, you know, I guess if you're in, guys like that are paranoid anyway, so... Anyway, uh, evil world down there, you know, there's every reason to be paranoid. It just usually means that you're uh, pretty clear. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we all we can do is what we can do. We can only affect what we can affect. And one thing is our family. I've been reading these different books on uh, the devastation of the manless family of the man not being in the family. And this goes in with feminism and all this kind of nonsense and uh, the effect it has on both boys and girls and uh, the sense of abandonment and all this kind of stuff there. No no, no wonder this country's got, Western society's got so many psychological problems. I mean, uh, you can nail this down, the, the, the man not being in the family as really uh, our number one problem. Our it's number huge, one. Dude. It's very, what very big. What happens in the black community, 80% of it being that way. Yeah, well, the, forget just the black community. It's it's all over Western Western society, man. It's all how over. Devastating it is. I mean, that's like four out of every five families, man. That's pretty. That's yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know and if there's I, any coming back from it, man. And I was reading about one of the one of the first, you know, a lot, you know, before to get divorced, you had to prove the reason why you're getting divorced, and then they came up with this. I think it was incompatibility or some fucking thing that you could say irreconcile differences and where did that start california who did it ronald reagan when he was governor okay i was gonna say moonbeam brown man that would be in the 60s yeah and he even he admit that was the worst thing he that was his biggest mistake in his life and that and now then you had no fault then it went to new york and it went all over the fucking place but before that you had to go to court you just couldn't say i'm not happy with this guy you know, usually divorce was uh, you're getting beaten. The guy was a drunk and all this kind of, you know, there had to be pretty good reason to get divorced or the, the, for the courts to accept it if you're married through the courts. But uh, after that, like, it, you know, now it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of the guy or she something. He sneezes too much. Yeah. He snores too much. He farts too much. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And, 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 and which came the rise of the you know, the great society and all that kind of stuff. 
Whereas, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, the state's going to give me a house and I don't, I don't need the man no more. I got, I, I got the right. state. I'm married to the, the state's my new husband and I don't have to fuck him. Well, yeah, well, the license is the state is a party to that contract. So, yeah, the, it is polygamy and the state is on the marriage contract. So might as well, right? Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, okay, I got a message here. Yeah, okay. Okay, Paul. So that's about it. That's our little conversation for today, for tonight. And uh, uh, let me know when you when you're updated on the site. I mean, I'll have a look in a couple days there. And, uh, yeah, brother. Uh, take good care of those fingers, brother. <laughs> what, oh, watch my God, dude. Right now, I got to take like a Motrin or something. I don't know. Okay. And, you know, be careful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Take care, brother. Okay. And to everybody else, good night and God bless. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.